The Pac-12 is once again putting off their media deal. It's not going to be done anytime soon, according to Stuart Mandel. Is it time for the Big 12 to finally go in for the kill? And will Pac-12 schools finally be more receptive to the Big 12's pitch now that there is another delay? All that and more on today's show. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Big 12 podcast. It is the 6th of April, 20, <clears throat> excuse me, 2023. Make sure you guys subscribe to the show here on YouTube. Our goal is 4,000 subscribers by the end of April. We are less than 200 away. So please help us get over the line. We appreciate it if you all would do that. If you guys cannot watch the show on YouTube, you all can find us wherever you get your podcast. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all of those places you guys can. Once again, on Twitter, at LOBay12, you guys can find me at JoshNeighbors underscore. Uh, so this is not going to be a, a pile on the Pac-12 day. You know, I, I don't want to be – it's not really the point of a lot of this. Like, I want to give actually some analysis and breakdown. Um, because, you know, we got some news today from Stuart Mandel, and he said that Pac-12 TV update. The timeline for the deal is now late spring, early summer, according to a person with knowledge of the discussions. Several Pac-12 presidents had recently said a deal was imminent. The source said those comments were, quote, unquote, overly optimistic. Uh, Let's see. What day does summer begin? What day does summer start? June 21st. All right. So right now it is April 6th. June 21st, what we're being told, that is one, two months away, and two weeks away. So two months and 15 days, basically. So the Pac-12 keeps pushing, you know, I'm not saying it's a hard deadline, but like that's that's kind of the date, right? Uh, end of spring, beginning of summer, you know, that's that's the range there. So, so June. Um, there is so much to get to with this. First place I want to start is the Pac-12's show of strength. People are like, why did they do this a couple weeks ago? And actually... Our friend Spencer McLaughlin over at Locked On Pac-12 said, why would they say it's in the final stages if it wasn't? And folks, a few weeks ago, when the Pac-12 presidents went out there, the, you know, the ADs were out there. I think the Utah AD would not, would not. And Colorado was like relatively quiet and all this. But Arizona, Arizona State, their presidents did. Utah's AD was out there doing interviews. The goal was to present a unified front. And especially for those schools, here's, here's why those schools would want to do this. Right now, Utah, Colorado, and Colorado, once again, they're quiet, but I think they're trying to, you know, kind of see where the wind's blowing. Arizona and Arizona State want to present the face that they have options, right? They could stay in the Pac-12, and that's their hope. That's their goal. But you know what? Certain point, you know, we, we, we could go to the Big 12. It's nice to say, even Robert Robinson, you know, we, we know we can go to the Big 12, basically. Uh, the president of Arizona said that, you know, we know that it's available to us. But still, you want to present that because it makes you more valuable if you present the fact that you have options. And I understand that. I totally understand that. But I said this a few weeks ago, and I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but I looked at the specific comments and I was confused because if you saw, I'm forgetting the Arizona State president's name off the top of my head, but you saw his comments where he said, I'm pretty confident the number that we're going to see. I, I, I think we're going to like the offer that we're going to get. Uh, we're pretty confident about being on streaming or being on cable, right? 
but that, that was comments for, uh, you know, from Robert Robbins as uh, the Arizona president. And that didn't match up with the idea that you were closing in on a deal because that would imply that like you haven't gotten the offer that you like yet. If you're out there saying a deal is close, that kind of implies, Hey, we've gotten the offers that we like. We're just kind of, you know, at this point really about hammering out details is where we are in this process. So I'm confused. I was confused at the time. And I was thinking, you know what? I really just think this is public posturing. Obviously in one way it was right. We're together. We're unified. It's unified front. We're putting on. It's important that we do, but is that all it was, was my question at the time? And it turns out, yeah, that's all it was. It was just public posturing. And it turns out those comments didn't make sense. They weren't, you know, they, there was a problem with those, right? How are you closing in on deal? But also you think you're going to like the number that you get offered. That, that, that implies like the next offer that you want to get is not there yet. You are not at the numbers that you want to get. You're not at the deal that you want to get. And yesterday I had mentioned that, you know, hey, what is the breakdown of streaming? to cable, to dollars earned, to uh, length of the contract, to uh, what are the needs, the wants of Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah versus the needs of and wants of Stanford and, and, and Cal versus the needs and wants of, of Oregon and Washington. And there's a problem there. And it turns out all of these problems are causing them to kick this can down the road. Seen a lot of stuff from other places too, but you know, guys, like once again, when it comes to reporting on this, I'm going to trust, and I hate to be like, you know, just blue check marks, but like, I'm going to trust Pete Thamel. I'm going to trust, uh, you know, I'll trust Stuart Mandel, right? I mean, some of Stuart's takes have been wrong, but his reporting is the reporting, right? It's a kind of the way that I feel about it. It's not like, you know, whatever people are saying out there that they're saying, but, um, you know, Stuart's a pro pack 12, I think he's been kind of a pro pack 12 guy. And there's no reason to not believe anything he's putting out here. Dennis Dodd, you know, we've had some criticism of him, but because he's put out kind of the same article several times. Um, but, you know, we trust him, obviously. I trust John Wilner on all of this. I think he has been less optimistic than John Canzano has been. I think Canzano just kind of put stuff out there. And it's like, you know, the Pac-12 still optimistic that they're going to get more than the Big 12. It's like, oh, how about we, you know, like, you know, I'm optimistic I'm going to grow four inches taller and play NBA basketball in four years. That's what's going to happen. And, and you know, it's just like it's it's kind of ridiculous at this point to be doing that. And once again, guys, I've said this too. I'm not, I'm not a news maker. I, I, I've said that. I not have sources on this stuff. I just think, you know, being somebody who works in sports media and reacting to this news and following the story as long as I have, and I've followed this all the way, and a lot of you have too, from the Oklahoma and Texas stuff, the adding new schools, the Big 12 contract, you know, well, even before that, getting Brett Yormark, all the way and like, we're tracking this stuff. The Big 12 took a pay cut to get security. That makes sense. Maybe an open market, especially after you have TC in the Ash Championship, guys. What do we think? We think the Big 12 probably, you know, this is a good question for you all out there, listeners. Do you all think the Big 12 could have gotten more than $31.6 million per school per year after we just had the season that we had in Big 12 football? And also, not to mention Big 12 basketball, although the tournament didn't go great, the season was still very successful. What, what do you guys think? I mean, do you think that they would have gotten more? I think there's a good chance. There's a good chance they would have gotten more, right? Where did college game day go the week of the conference championship games? They went to the Big 12. It was a banger of a game. Tremendous story of TCU was super compelling. The Big 12 was producing a few of those stories like that last couple of years. Baylor, Oklahoma State almost reaching that kind of level. And obviously, they wanted, you know, they wanted CFP game. I mean, the championship got thumped, but still, it's still compelling football. Still compelling theater and storyline. They might have gotten more, but they went out and they, you know, they, they were like, okay, we're going to jump the line. We're going to do this to, to secure our future, which is important. It caused some disruption. That's what we all think. And then you think about, you know, demand. 
there is demand for the Pac-12 has. There is demand for Oregon. There is demand for Washington. There is demand for Arizona, Arizona State, especially Colorado now. There's demand for Utah. There are demand for these schools. The problem is, is that the market, I'm not dictating that these, that these companies have to pay a crap ton of money for them, right? I mean, you know, it's like, who's like, all right, well, it kind of feels like Oregon and Washington, like how long will you get them there? And, you know, we're not going to overpay for those two schools because there's Washington State and there's Oregon State involved, which aren't ratings bonanza. Stanford and Cal don't even care anymore. Arizona, Arizona State have been down. Like there's no, there is no kind of like reason for those schools to do it because the Pac-12 needs a television deal. And these, these, uh, you know, these networks either a like, are like, okay, y'all need a deal. We don't, we don't have to cut you a good one. Or if you're ESPN, you might be thinking, Hey, we can get these schools. Some of the schools that we want, we can, or if it's late night television programming, you want football, you might get it anyway and not have to pay for all 10 schools in the league. That's, that's kind of the reality of this. And that is why it did not make sense about the public posturing and why it's taken so long and why deadlines have been pushed back and why now it makes sense with a Pac-12 tournament. Everything was so quiet. It all makes sense. Like, like none of this stuff. I'm not confused by this. I don't think anybody, any of you out there should be confused by this. This makes a lot of sense. The big question that we're all asking now on the big 12 side of things is all right, Arizona, all right, Arizona state, all right, Utah, all right, Colorado. All right, maybe even Oregon and Washington. How long are you all going to wait on this? Do you feel like there's no pressure at all because of, hey, like we got, you know, we have time. We have time to, to get this thing done just because our television deal comes up, you know, in a year. But like you might feel that way, sure. But with the the way the tectonic plates, plates of college football or college sports rather have shifted, I'd be nervous on that front. I really would. You know, if I'm Oregon and Washington, I'd be nervous because here's the thing. The more and more we hear about delays, the more and more of that leverage that we just talked about goes away. You all are having a tough time finding a deal. You all are having a tough time finding a deal that looks like the Big 12's deal. So maybe Oregon and Washington, who aspire to go to the Big 10, the Big 10 saying, hmm, maybe we thought about offering you $50 million per year, uh, you know, a weighted share, you know, less of a share and you guys become full members. Do we even have to give you 50 a year? You would get 31, 32 rather, you know, less than 32 in the Big 12. You might not get 31.6 in the Pac-12. Why should we give you that much? And Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, and Colorado, same thing. Man, they're having a tough time. At what point does Brett Yormark say, like, we're not going to make this all even shares across the board if we don't have to? You all are dragging your feet. We'll offer you all a lifeline. Now, I don't think this will happen. I think Brett Yormark's so committed to getting – uh, westward expansion to, you know, eliminating some competition, right? If we're thinking about this as a business, eliminating competition in the form of the, of the Pac-12 would be good for the Big 12 because the Big 12 once again becomes this a la carte kind of service that offers games at, uh, you know, if we're talking about football, 11 a.m. Central, noon Eastern, 3.30, another big time slot, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock Eastern time, you can still play all those games in the new big 12 schools. Right. And also it gives you an outlet to California too. I mean, at that point, if you add Arizona, uh, Colorado, Utah, in the four corner schools, like you have crushed the PAC 12. And so anything else you want out on the West coast could just become available to you. Right. And we haven't gotten the ideas like, Hey, why don't we just add Washington state and Oregon state, maybe as weighted members. I, I don't know. You know, that, that's kind of way down the line, but that is there that the idea of lost leverage, that is, that could be a factor. Right. And the longer you kick this can down the road, like y- you kind of bluffed, 
you you definitely bluffed. I mean, at this point, folks, what is the Pac-12 waiting for? Are they waiting for Cartoon Network to come in and Disney Disney Channel? Is that what they're waiting for at this point? Because we know the players. We know it's Apple TV, and we know it's Amazon, and we know it's ESPN. And look, Fox, you know, John Canzano says that, you know, sources tell them they're still involved. There is no indication that they're actually involved. New York Post said they are not involved. Uh, New York Post said their ESPN were not close to a deal. Guess who was correct? And they called Andrew Marchand, who's been on the show before, a dis- you know, Pac-12 disruptor, which George Klyavkov called him. Guys, Andrew Marchand had no reason to disrupt the Pac-12. What does he care? He's a New York, he's an East Coast guy. He's just reporting on this stuff. That's what he's doing. It's, it's, it, he doesn't care. He told us. He told everybody. I don't care either way. Like it doesn't. What does it matter to me? You know what, what, what happens with this? He's got really no affiliation. He was on here asking me questions about the Big Twelve and the Pac-12 because like it's not like he's not super invested. He's not invested in the downfall of Pac-12, and that's where we get. That's that's where we're we're at right now. Is that like out of all of this, all the reporting and whatnot, we're at a place that makes a ton of sense. This thing is getting kicked down the road because there is not a deal that makes sense for all of these parties. For all of these mouths to feed, there is nothing that makes sense. The desires and wants of Oregon and Washington are different than Oregon State and Washington State that are different than UCL or Stanford and Cal and are different than the four corner schools. Everybody wants something different, right? Oregon and Washington who have been to a CFP, Oregon's won CFP games. They would like to keep up with the big dogs. Right. And that's going to be tough to do in the Pac 12. Access, maybe, sure. Finances, no. College, I know, I know John Consano had an article yesterday and that look, he said hey, that access to the, to the, um, to the Pac 12 championship game, uh, you know, to the CFP, that is very attractive for Oregon and Washington. Right. Uh, sure. That's a, that's a great point because those are two, the two top programs there. But Utah's winning it recently anyway. Like, you know, so there's that. But that makes sense. But the other thing is too, like, Okay, making the CFP is one thing, but are, is there a guarantee that these schools aren't going to run, you know, Ohio State, who you're already behind anyway, Alabama, Georgia, uh, LSU are going to are not going to run away from you, right? Financially, they might just run away from you with the way things are going with their television contracts and the NCAA tournament money and the CFP appearance fees that they're going to get as well when this thing expands. I'm just saying, like, the Pac-12 might get an auto-bid, guys, but they're not guaranteed two teams. Now, there is the Big 12, but they're not guaranteed two teams in this. And so while the access might be something that you want, you want to hold on for, what is the access worth to you? Because we're about to find that out, aren't we? Is the access worth to you? And once again, guys, you just play this out. Let's just say Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State are getting $75 million in television revenue per year per school. Let's just say that Oregon and Washington – are getting 25 per year. What happens in two years? In two years, uh, Ohio State will have accumulated $150 million from their two two deals, uh, from, from the first two years of the deal. Oregon and Washington will have accumulated $50 million. That is a $100 million gap, folks. And they don't have to stomach that, I feel like. You know, they might have a gap in the beginning, sure, whatever. But they don't. It does not feel like they have to stomach a a gap that large. And I, I know I won't say I'm not sure if the Big Ten offer is on the table. But you know, here's the thing: 
if there was no chance for them to get there, they'd be like, all right, let's take the highest, highest dollar offer, you know, and, and just move on with their lives. But like, that's the thing is like, that's, it's just, it feels like there's still a window for them to get there. Also, Oregon and Washington, like they aren't going to want to sign away their rights for that long because I think the window they feel like is going to open for them at some point in time. So that is, those are the things that we have to track here. All right. We have to track what is going on. Uh, obviously, um, you know, where, when it comes to Oregon and Washington, and then let's track these, these potential big 12 ads, because I think it's now a really interesting conversation. We'll hit them in a second, but first a quick word from our sponsor. Today's show is brought to you all by the FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sports book. You guys can go to fanduel.com today slash locked on. Uh, you guys can get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 back to you in bonus bets. If you guys go to fanduel.com uh, right now and go ahead and do that. Fanduel.com slash locked on today. Make every moment matter more. Fanduel Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NBA and our partners here. So, Brett, and this now fell to Brett Yormark. And this is what we're going to look forward, you know, look towards moving forward. When do you make the play? I mean, at this point, I would I would just go and say, well, you know, it's look, guys, like you want to keep kicking this can down the road because we don't have to keep offering. And, and here's the thing is, let's use ESPN as an example. There was a deal level to the Big 12s on the table for the Pac-12. They turned it down, right? They turned it down. That, t- that deal off the table. Why? Because the demand for it went away. Why could that not happen with the Big 12, right? I mean, Brett Yormark should say, look, man, like this, you know, what we're offering you guys is, yeah, maybe $28, $29 million a year, $27 million, whatever a year is, if we all share it and take a small financial hit because Fox doesn't play, pay the, the pay the pro rata. But what happens when the next television contract comes up in 2030 when we're negotiating and the Pac-12 is not a major player anymore and we are the conference that's offering, we're not the SEC, we're not the, the Big Ten, but if it's a power four at that point, the ACC is not going to market and we are. We are the opportunity to everybody else to fill their schedules in all different time slots to Fox, to ESPN, to CBS, to NBC, to Amazon. We can be that one to fill the schedule. Pac-12 cannot fill schedules because they do not offer games at noon. They've tried before. It's not a lot of people want to watch that, you know, that, that stuff. Uh, and the Big 12 can fill the schedules in a very meaningful way. And they, and Brett, your remarks say, like, there's no, you know, uh, words of fat Joe, you know, yesterday's price is not today's price. Um, that could be the case if these schools are not careful. Once again, I like their chances. I don't think Brett, your remarks going to back off on that. But if it happened with ESPN, why could it not happen here if the leverage is lost? And then it's like, all right, we have to get out now. You know, that all branch is extended, but how long do you just keep sitting there and sitting there and sitting there and, and, and with all of this? And so I think for Brett, your market's like, all right, you know, the deal's a deal. We'll spread it out. We'll take you all on. You don't have to worry about this anymore. This doesn't get kicked down the road. We have a television deal. We'll figure it out with Fox. We'll take a, a small short-term loss together. And then we'll become the fourth power conference and one of the three power conferences that co- that goes to market. The SEC get a better deal? Yes. Will the Big Ten get a better deal? Yes. But do we offer something that, you know, the SEC didn't offer late night games. The Big Ten can offer some of them, but they only have two teams in those slots. So those teams are playing homes, you know, combined, they're going to be playing home like 12, 13 times a year. And I'm going to make every single one of those games 10 o'clock. No, I'm sure they're going to want to have USC and some primetime matchups at home. Same thing for UCLA. Um, you know, I don't think they're just going to do, you know, big 10 after dark just to do big 10 after dark. I don't think, 
Uh, and, and also too, like there was only one or two games. This is, this is the big dog. This could be the big dog out West. This could be at least for a time being, we'll see what happens to Oregon and Washington, but this is going to be offering you your uh, Arizona, your Arizona state, your Utah, your Colorado mixed in with teams towards the East. Right, so the chance that 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 is in there, it fills out your late night schedules, your Fox Sports ones, your ESPN twos, your ESPN U's, your ABCs, your ESPNs, all late at night. This could be helping you fill those out um, because once again, in all likelihood too, like those brands that are going to the Big Ten and the SEC, like those are big star brands. Those are eight o'clock on ABC, seven o'clock ABC, three thirty CBS. You know, noon, ABC, these are the, those are the type brands that were that they're going over. Washington and Oregon, same thing. Those are big brands. They're not ones you just shove to late night just to do it. I'm not saying these can be shoved to late night as well, but like the these the best attribute these schools have right now in the modern college football landscape is the fact that it's a strong overall conference that can offer competitive fun matchups in every single time slot. That is the big advantage, and that will be an asset. And that is what Brett Yormark is selling. He's not selling $28 million a year in the Big 12. That's not what you're selling. You're selling the fact that, like, you were the Pac-12, but that's going to go away. That's going to go away. And, like, but it's not going to crush you either. You have a chance to get out of it. It's a sinking ship. You can get off of it, and you can actually prosper after it, too, because there's a bunch of like-minded schools. It, it might be an island of misfit toys, but it's a bunch of like-minded schools who are passed over by the big leagues, but can still do some significant things. Arizona's got the talent to win a college basketball championship. Baylor has done so. TCU was just in a, a college football championship. All of these schools are pretty decent at baseball and softball and things like that. And they have a lot to offer. And then they're in decent locations. Arizona, big population, entry rate of California, you know, all the way to UCF and Orlando and Florida and the schools in Texas. Like they all have something to offer here. Come be a part of this. Because this this is going to last, it looks like at this point in time, uh, you know. And Brett Yormark aligning himself with with, with companies, you know, uh, like Endeavor, and obviously making the moves that he's made so far, and aligning himself with Fox and ESPN. Like it, it is a known he is a known quantity. This conference is a known quantity, and what you're getting right now is an unknown factor with the Pac-12 schools. I think it's what you're selling. It's like stop kicking this can down the road. Just pull the trigger. There's no and also there's no financial fee for leaving. There's no financial fee for leaving because the television deal is coming up. It just feels like, you know, how long are you going to keep dealing with this, kicking this down the road? Are you serious about being involved in Division I athletics still? Because we offer something that is strong, that is competitive, and allows you all to kind of maintain on the course you are right now, on the networks that you all want to be on. It, you know, also the thing is too, like, a lot of Pac-12 people are saying, oh, we're fighting back. I'm thinking in the air right now. We're fighting back from the... Um, from the Pac-12 network and we have to get ourselves back to a normal place, right? We're not used to that. You know, uh, we had to deal with the Pac-12 network and, and, you know, that's why we're okay with streaming because at least it's mainline streaming, not the Pac-12 network anymore. You don't have to do that. If you go to the big 12, you don't have to like be like, well, it's not ESPN, but at least it's Amazon prime. No, you just get to go to ESPN. Now you might be on ESPN plus, but at least if you're on like, yeah, if you're on the ESPN family of networks, you're on the ESPN family of networks. There is a guarantee that you will be playing on the ESPN family of networks there. So these are all things they have to weigh in. Like it just takes all of this minutia and this crap out of the situation for you. You don't have to worry about it anymore. 
And as the can gets kicked down the road, it's like you've messed up so many times to point now where it's you might get it, but it's just going to be temporary. It's not going to be something that feels super successful. And you're kind of begging on maybe somebody else coming in to save the day at the end of this. So they're in trouble, guys. They're in trouble. I mean, they keep they've got time. Sure. But I mean, Klyavkov is not delivering. And the folks at Pac-12 media are starting to you know show that it's not delivering. And I, I remember this. I'll leave you guys with this. Adam Rittenberg, who is not number one realignment beef, uh, beat, but who has been on the beat of covering CFP expansion, kind of has his pulse all over college football, said in my last few weeks at Sirius, and that's about six, seven weeks ago now. Actually, it was about, yeah, so let's see. Uh, my last week for Sirius was uh, the, let's see, trying to count now. Uh, two weeks, three, four, five, um, six. Yeah, so about six weeks ago. And he said in six weeks, in six weeks, if they don't have something, Pac-12, they're, they're in some trouble. And it's now six weeks later. And those presidents, they, they, play, they did their best. They did their job. Klyavkov has not gotten the job done on his end. And there is an out. And there is a way that you can have some security. And uh, it might not be what you want to do, but it puts a lot of everything else to bed. So, and look, it, it's a risk. Yeah, you have to be the one who's like, I'm going to take our school out of the Pac-12 conference and go to a new conference. But I, I don't know how at this point you're not like, it's time for that. Because if it's not happening now, you just, you're hoping somebody better come in in the end and save the day. And it feels like nobody is at, at this point in time. That will do it for today's show. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at LOBig12. You guys can find me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Follow, uh, that's where you follow the show. Please subscribe to us on YouTube. Please subscribe to us. Uh, wherever you guys get your podcast, Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, all of those places. Once again, that's the best way to find us. Leave a five-star review and love to hear y'all's comments as well. Next time, my friends, as always, stay safe.